are now listening to the Enter VR podcast. I'm Chris Miranda, your host. And today I'm speaking with Sasha LeBaron. He's the community manager at Somnium Space. And Sasha, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, Chris, finally, we get to talk in, uh, in the wide open public forum. Yeah, it's fun. So uh, I have a lot to talk to you about, um, specifically in terms of the last couple of days, in terms of news in, in the virtual reality space. Um, the one, the first thing I want to get out the door is, what are your thoughts on Nintendo Labo, a Nintendo Labo VR um, product that just came out like maybe two days ago? Well, <laughs> this is kind of funny because I only know Nintendo from playing Donkey Kong on a TV back in the day. And I actually, I think I almost finished that game. My buddy and I played all one winter and we all, I think I think he did finish it, and I almost finished it. And other than that, I don't even know what a Nintendo is. Like, I'm sorry, I'm. It, it's kind of an embarrassing admission, but but I see it. I see stuff about Switch, and I see stuff about this. And and as soon as I saw Switch going on my Twitter feed, I was like, well, duh. Where's the headset that goes with this? Um, so I think. You know, I mean, my sort of gut instinct is this is a play that they've been planning and they just wanted to sort of see where the industry was going. And as Sony, uh, you know, continues to blow the doors off with their version, I think uh, Nintendo can't afford to ignore it anymore. Yeah, I wonder if it has to do with the new change in uh, leadership. Reggie, Reggie, the the longtime president of Nintendo of America, was uh, yeah retired, and a um, new guy named Bowser is now at the helm. In uh, as of like Nintendo North America, maybe maybe not. Maybe this has been like a long time coming kind of project, and maybe this is like Nintendo trying the waters. For perhaps like you know seeing if there's gonna be a product later down the line, you know like if there's if they realize that like all right well we got like a you know couple hundred thousand people messing around with this I don't know what the numbers are honestly I don't know what 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 numbers do you think they would have to see for them to say okay this was successful enough for us to like make an, an another iteration of this later on because honestly right now it's it's just it's a it's a it's three off cardboard thing <laughs> like specialized cardboard and it's um and yeah so, I, I, so bring me bring me up to speed because i i'm i have seen it i've seen little things labo labo uh -huh. going by but i have not dived into it whatsoever so i must my assumption is this is something that you stick your switch into it yeah pull this yeah. pull the sides off and now you've got two controllers and a thing am i wrong yeah that's um i don't think the controllers can be tracked Okay. Uh, like that, I don't think. Uh, even though they have great gyros in them, they have great like uh, gyroscopes in them, and, and Nintendo was like really, how do you say, um, really proud. It was really proud and showing off how good those gyros were back at like E3 or, or something like that. But you mm -hmm. know, I, 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 it doesn't have VR like Oculus Quest capabilities. No, it, it can't be like that. It, it would, it'd be awesome if it could. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it can't. It's it's not powerful enough, and yeah. it's what, uh, it's more like cardboard. Like so, what chip is that? Um, is that running the Switch? I is don't it, know. It's it runs Zelda like Breath of the Wild pretty good, but so Nintendo's I, really good at optimizing their consoles. You know, and the software that runs them. I mean, that I think is their their sort of secret sauce in terms of they have 
that IP so nailed and they have their their sort of stack so well developed that they can produce stuff probably with lower quality hardware that will will keep people excited. Hopefully, hope, hopefully they they'll make up for the lack of hardware necessary to do positional tracking because they can't do positional tracking and that's mm-hmm. a, and that's pivotal. Mm-hmm. Like if you want if you want good VR. You need some mm-hmm. positional tracking. You can't do. You can't be doing three DOF stuff. Three no. DOF is two thousand sixteen and and below. So, so but we'll see. I maybe people are like people on Twitter are like it's gonna poison the well. And other <laughs> people are like it's poison. The well's already poisoned. It's too late. <laughs> what did and what did the hive mind say? What did Reddit say? The hive. I um people are conflicted. Some people think that it's gonna be um the like a gateway drug <laughs> to to more virtual reality for for people who get nintendo and and like nintendo and you know it might be it, it might be that you know it might be that nintendo sees a lot of traction and they're like holy moly you know whatever next iteration of the switch we put out next time we want to make sure that there's some sort of vr component in there and mm-hmm. that may that's a maybe you know, on the other side, there's the other the other side that's saying like, no, this is gonna poison the well. Nintendo, this is the second coming of the Virtual Boy. You're gonna fuck nah. it up. And <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know where I fall in. And I I like Nintendo. I like the fact that they make great software. I like the Switch. Um, it's a great little little gaming device. But to me, this for the longest time, Nintendo's PR and communication machine has been saying that they weren't gonna get into VR. VR wasn't their thing, you know, and for them to like sort of do this 180 um, is mm, interesting. It's interesting to me. I I, I need more information. I need more time to, to, to make, uh, to make what, you know, to figure out what to make of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I could, I could sort of pontificate and blah, blah, you know, talk out of my butt, but I am literally a Nintendo complete, newbie except for 25 years ago i i know nothing i've seen i think one of my nephews has one plays soccer on it looks really cool but but i mean i don't know i'm well i'm, I appreciate a, your... I'm vr first i i'm sorry i'm i'm a vr i'm a vr maximalist <laughs> like if it isn't in vr already I, i'm just like oh really oh that's fascinating a console how does that work is that a book thing i mean how does it what do you do with it yeah i uh, i appreciate your honesty and with that, I think we'll, we'll probably move on. But I, I, but I, but yeah, I, I hope it, I hope it's successful. You know, I hope yeah. just VR because I want VR to be successful. But I just, uh, it's just interesting. It's just an interesting approach. Because, uh, but we'll see, we'll see. So the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about was the um, layoffs at Valve that have been sort of uh, been talked a lot about on in the Reddit hive mind and the Twitter hive mind. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think you might have seen this like you've seen this story like yet I'm what I'm seeing all over the place is is layoffs. Layoffs, yeah. layoffs, layoffs, stressed out game devs and specifically stressed out female game devs. But wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, uh, before we, we uh, are you talking about like uh, not Valve spe- right now? Not, no, Valve? no, not specifically to Valve. Just okay. on my stream, it's like it's oh, okay. it's like a, a sub um, current in the whole industry right now that yeah. that game studios are laying people off. So 
So what is, I mean, to me, that's the more interesting question is what is driving this? Is this an actual downturn or is this restructuring? Is this profit taking? Like what, what is going on? And, and I mean, specifically to, to valve, um, uh, you know, like, uh, a game about raping women, (laughs) um, Mm. that is, um, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, you know, you've lost my vote. Right off the, yeah. like, I'm, I, I, I just, there's no way of even, in this day and this time, in this political place, in this time of human evolution, like, come on, you can't do that at all. You okay. just can't. That's not school shooting games. You know, these aren't. Ah, anyway, don't get me let's, started. Let's but, circle that. Let's, let's circle out. that and come back to it. Let's okay. zoom back into Valve because I want to talk about the future of VR with, in terms of like, um, you know, a lot. There's a lot of hype. The Verge came out with an article saying, hey. You know, a Valve is laying off 50%, half of their hardware team. Does that is that does this mean the end of VR? And that's what people were like. You know, that's when the hype right. exploded in, in controversy because they were like, you know, the, someone even posted a, a, a message that they sent it, an email that they sent to Gaben, yep. saying, "Gaben, hey, are are you? Is this the end of VR? Are you guys still working on VR? Like, I'm concerned. I'm a dev. I'm yeah. a dev or something." And uh, and Gabe re- replied really like, uh, uh, no, 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 um, saying, hey, no, we are working on VR, <laughs> pretty okay. matter of factly, pretty straightforward. Cool. Yeah, I mean, Tim, I just can't, I, they can't quit before I get my knuckles, guy. Like, <laughs> come on, Gabe, bring it. Like, I don't care. Make it a dev, you know, make it a, a dev kit or something. I got to get those controllers before you shelf the vr but you know they're not going to shelf vr they aren't going to shelf vr i don't see why they would so so what is this 50 percent of the hardware team and and i mean uh, my understanding of of that whole structure is it's like um you know you vote with your desk you go what you're interested in so what are they really laying off vr people or are they laying off what like research i don't know yeah i mean i think we have to let it stew for a bit but i wouldn't be surprised at all if they just got kicked in the pants by this this whole uh latest you know uh curation issue on the store do you think they're you think their profits are taking a hit right now because of the curation controversy i don't know but i feel angry mm-hmm. i feel like disappointed i feel sad i feel like you know and when you kind of tie that to some of the stuff that you know, that, that Gaben does online and on Twitter, it's like, um, guys, like you're out of step, you're getting old, you know, like, I don't know. So it it wouldn't, it wouldn't at all surprise me if, if they, they dipped, you know, Hmm. who's the other alternative to steam at this point at the Epic store. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want them to go out of business. I just want them to, to up their game on content moderation. Like, Let's do quality stuff here, guys. Make it harder to get in. Make it a little more exclusive. That's all. Yeah, I am of the opinion that Valve um, made a mistake when they opened Steam up, you know, to pretty much anyone that can, like, post anything in there. (laughs) And it was, um, yeah, because it used to be, it used to be that if you made a game, uh, before you know, before it meant something to be Steam greenlit, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And like it was like a badge of honor. Like I remember, like devs would show show up show up at meetups, and they'd be like, "Yeah," and their game is Steam greenlit, and people would be like, "Oh shit! Oh damn! It must be yeah, really yeah. good because you know they got the Steam stamp of approval." But now it's that's just there's just so much saturation. You know, everyone, you know, anyone. Even I can make a goddamn Steam game. That's, that's <laughs> bad. That's bad for the VR. Is is your so. game on Steam? No, definitely not. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, there's there's growing pains here. Going, you know, I I, I feels like uh, it feels like it's one of those. It's, it feels like it was a business decision. You know, like it like it came down to like, all right, are we gonna make more money? You know, staying. Uh, you know, uh, by by being selective, mm-hmm. or are we going to make more money by allowing as many people as possible to so, uh, post and let the hive mind or the market figure it out? So let's follow that line of reasoning for a second and assume that they opened up the store, they opened it too wide, they've got a content problem, and sales are dropping or sales are flat. And as long as soon as sales are flat, you'd better be laying people off because you don't know if it's going to continue down or turn around again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I then, don't know. Yeah, go ahead. You know, and then you add the this rape game on top of that, and then you're starting to look pretty um, sort of out of step with, with the rest of the world. Well, it was going to be a matter of time before people tested the boundaries of freedom of speech on the Steam store. It was only a matter of time. You know, yeah. you know, we know how people are. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, uh, it, you can only be so open before someone comes in and like uh, test that, test your uh, the limits of your openness. Mm-hmm. And here we are seeing that being played out in front of us on social media at 24 seven. You know, yeah. that's kind of crazy. It's kind of, it's a schizophrenic way of looking at the world. It's, mm-hmm. you know, something I saw that, uh, Something I saw I saw the Joe Rogan podcast a little while with Alec Jones, mm-hmm. and uh, and I became and I became kind of worried worried that I was like holy shit, that's that that guy spends too much time on social media. That's what happens to your brain when you spend too much time on social media. You know, Alex Alex Jones. Yeah 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 yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like they used to and be those old. dare they used to be those dare commercials, and those mm-hmm. dare commercials would be like this is your brain on weed, uh-huh. this is your brain on heroin. This All they the, have to do is show a picture of Alex Jones and be like, "This is your brain on social media." Like, this is your much, brain with a side of fries. <laughs> Jesus, much, oh man, too much information, man. Too much. He's old too. That guy is old. Yeah, he is well, not like, and he's not talking. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Do you know anybody who listens to it? Really? Um, you know, the funny thing is, is that he's become a meme. You know? He's a meme, but is he relevant? Like, I mean, he, it seems like he's talking to his base, but they're old now. Like, well, him and his base are old. Yeah, don't underestimate the pro, the pro, the power of memes because by becoming a meme, he is now becoming, um, how you say, uh, 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 appealing to younger people. Ah, right, because he's memeable. He's a meme, yeah, that's why. Right. So, so okay, we cannot un- underestimate the power of memes. You know? mm. So we got to yeah. fight memes with memes. <laughs> All right, what is the opposite meme? Uh, mm-hmm. let's, we got to throw that one out to the uh, – put that on your survey. The, 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 antithesis of, antithesis of, the antithesis 
of Alex Jones yeah. in, in meme form. I don't know. But let's talk yeah. about virtual reality again because this is what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> I, I realized I realize something. You know, What's I want to give the people more virtual reality because right. this, this is what this is why um, I think I think they listen to the show. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why people listen to the show. But... Here, well, do you want to know? Okay. Yes, please. I, <laughs> I all these years I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> full, full, full confession to all you out there, listeners. I freaking love this show. I listen to it religiously. Every single episode have, and many of them multiple times. Why? Because you, Chris, are totally fearless and just go for it, and that is so refreshing. That it's just like, yeah, it's awesome to listen to it. You're not afraid. In the basically podcast. The, and that's Donald, awesome. the Donald Trump of virtual reality. I say, sure. I say, I tell it what it is. <laughs> I say what it is, but you say what's in your mind, I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's so refreshing to not, to have it coming in raw dog, like just boom, here it is. <laughs> this is where we went. And, and you're like, um, when you did those ones with John Oaks and they're like, and, and he's like, well, if there's anyone listening and I'm like, dude, I am listening. I am listening now for the second time because this was a full on freaking education on on, you know, VR startups, how to do it. So anybody listening who wants to get into VR, listen to the John Oaks episodes. Yeah, yeah. They're freaking hard, dude. John, John Oaks should have his own podcast. I keep trying he to should. convince him. I keep trying to tell him, John, you need your own podcast. The people, the mm -hmm. world should listen to you because you like, you know what you're saying. And you said, and he says it in a way that's not condescending. It's not like he says it like it's your pal. Like he's like known mm -hmm. you all along, all your life, and he knows he's been there. He's he's just trying to show you the right way. Yeah. That's the kind of guy that you want to like hire Google or Apple. Like get, yeah, get John Knowles on your team. <laughs> not not that San Jose doesn't. You know, San Jose yeah. is awesome, by the way. San Jose State. Um. Anyway, uh, what do you think about um? A, um, it, it's like a human computer interaction researcher okay. who went on Twitter saying, uh, went on a, a Twitter rant saying, mm -hmm. saying something like, um, and, and I realize now that I'm being hypocritical by saying, by saying, oh yeah, social media, it's bad for you. And here I am like the relating and, and counting and talking shit and gossiping about all the things I see on social media. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, the, the addiction chain continue, continues. Yeah. But like I was saying this, this, uh, a computer, com human computer interaction researcher was talking about how one of the many problems with AR VR and, um, is the gorilla arm problem. Is that when you mm. that people only they've done research and he says that, that people can only hold a pose with their arms put out in front of them for only about like ninety seconds. Okay. So when you're thinking about creating UI, that it requires you doing you know gesture control with your hands, right? Like leap motion style. Mm -hmm. Then you think about like the average workday is like eight hours, eight to ten hours. Mm -hmm. it, is your work person going to be using your tools, swinging their arms back and forth all day, mm. every day like that? It's going to be tiring, right? You want to, and it might not be that <laughs> efficient. I agree with that. I agree. But for me, I welcome and embrace the gorilla arm problem, turn <laughs> it into a solution because. That same problem is uh, that same tension that is it, that might seem really bad for productivity is a great workout. 
it's a great workout to be pull, putting throwing your arms out and doing some shadow, shadow boxing in uh, Creed or throwing your arms around like Beat Saber and stuff or Thrill the Fight. So here's here, I got two things on that. And I'm going to start with the, the what you just said. I play Echo VR and I play in my Vive and I also play in my Rift. The Vive controllers are like multiple ounces heavier than the Rift controllers. So I actually train for ESL gameplay VR sport. This is my thing. This is my sport. And I train on the Vive and then I switch back to the to the Rift and my hand speed is increased. So, so from a specific perspective of fitness, bring it on. Like guys are wearing weighted vests, weighted, you know, weighted gloves, weighted shoes to Im- increase the resistance. That being said, when it comes to work, when it comes to a guy or a girl or a, you know, a humanoid at a, a standing desk or in a, some kind of, um, you know, 3D, you know, immersive environment doing stuff, eye tracking we haven't even touched eye tracking because you know some of the things about selection select with your eyes and then you put a muscle strain sensor above your eye you just give it a tiny little wink a little lift of your eyebrow bam it's done and you can literally the guy was showing he can type faster by looking at the keyboard than he can by putting his fingers on it I can tell you about the hill I'm willing to die on in terms of <laughs> tracking. I'm okay. telling you right now, I figured it out years ago, and I'm just willing. I'm just telling everyone I know. I'm sharing with everyone I know that the way to do it is laid out flat on your couch or your bed with um, with uh, touch pads yep. on your pant legs, uh-huh. so that you're you're so you're using your 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 fingers and your hands on your on your on top of your legs and you're typing on your on, on your legs and stuff and you're doing all the gesture control like imagine like imagine the touch screen of an iPad laid on your pant legs absolutely and, and so hey. all you have to do is just lay in bed with the headset in front of your <laughs> headset on and just you know swiggle move move your fingers and uh, yeah. Don't forget yeah. your don't forget your caffeine and cannabis drip and your uh, and your <laughs> catheter, because like let's get real here. I don't want to leave my bed now, but but I, I hear you and and I you know I mean Kent did an awesome podcast on non fatiguing interfaces and the guy was doing little thing like he had a tablet as his input and he was like there was a walking thing where you could walk with your fingers and you sat in a chair you didn't stand up, and it's like well but. If you sit in a chair for three hours, it's the equivalent of smoking how many cigarettes? Like we've we've learned this now. Sitting on your ass doing nothing is killing us. So embrace it. Embrace the fitness aspect. It doesn't have to be excessive or stupid. But they they even say, look, people who fidget weigh less than people who don't fidget because they're actually burning calories fidgeting, you know, jumping their leg or twitching or, you know, whatever. So so, you know, not not um, you know minority report where you're swinging your arms wildly, but let me select with my eyes, and let me let me uh, you know uh, pick what I want to select, and then let me select by muscle tension inside the headset or in the you know whatever. Leave my hands free for for keyboarding. Yeah, I think um, with VR exercise, we're gonna. I was I just listened to this morning. I was listening to um, Aaron's 
Stanton, I think yep. his name is, and he was talking. Did you listen to the webcast earlier? Were you there? Uh, no. T- oh, okay. Oh, okay. It, it was it was a Cooper super super cool webcast about um, VR exercise, and he was talking about the research he's done and work at the VR Health Institute where they have been classifying uh, and ranking all the different VR games. Super useful information. Like they yeah. they they went out and did like actual um, studies where they put uh, graduate students or college students in, with like like proper equipment like mm-hmm. to measure their uh, biometric data as they were training inside of Thrill the Fight or Creed or Beat Saber or Audio Shield. And um, that was super cool because it said, showed that um, Thrill the Fight was on par with um, taking laps on a pool doing butter, the butterfly stroke. Wow. Like, like that's and, how intense it is, yeah. And so here, plug for my other main man, Kent, episode 702, the VR exercise revolution. I listened to it twice. It's again Aaron Stanton, and he's talking about caloric burn and and you know analyzing people's freaking breath for how much calories they burn. And he was saying, essentially, like what I'm doing, VR, um, you know, Echo VR is the equivalent of being on the elliptical trainer at a low pace. You know, so yeah, it's it's it is the best piece of exercise equipment I own, literally. It's amazing. Uh, no, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Preaches the choir. But one thing I, I, I that I, that keeps that I keep thinking about now is that like something he mentioned was that because VR you get time dilation, right? Yes. Time goes by faster than it really does. Um, seems to go by slower than it really does. And and then you also there's like um, we know that VR has been used for pain pain management, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you are overexerting yourself, if you're sl- if you're hurting yourself, that pain management sort of aspect mm. of PR plays a double-edged sword. I know so exactly so becomes, what you're talking about. And so it becomes a reverse U, right? You want to keep it balanced. You want to stay right at the tippy top, right, of that of that U before before you overdo it, and, and you start seeing a decline in, so, in, in positive results, right? So, so so here so here is the opportunity. This is we're going to throw out. I would bet you at least ten businesses are going to come out of this conversation. So here's another one. Here's the first one that I can think of that I want right now. I want an app that's that's living in Steam VR that is warning me and telling me and showing me my range of motion. Is it increasing? Is it decreasing? Am I RSI? Because I have, I literally have repetitive strain injury from playing Echo VR. My shoulders and elbow are, you know, compromised, not at a high level, but compromised. And so at the other end of the spectrum, you've got physiotherapists using VR to do stroke rehabilitation. Because, of course, VR is dead, as we know, so there's nothing useful about it. Anyway, they're tracking the people to the millimeter and then making a game where the person does the exercise. And what do you know? They do the exercise because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Right? So I hear you totally what you're saying, and I hadn't thought about it that way, which is because you're getting um, pain relief, you can actually strain yourself more in VR than you could in the gym. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's that, that's what Aaron said, and I that and that stood out for me. That stood oh out for me because I I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It is a double edged sword. It is something that people mm-hmm. 
should be aware of, of should be aware of because you know it, it's not intuitive you know it's not mm. it doesn't come um, it's not something that you would know right off the bat you know until it's until it's too late until you like until you end up getting you know injured because you again you your brain got tricked your mind got tricked mm. And then whose fault is that then, you know, that your brain got tricked is, and you got injured? Is it the fault of the headset manufacturers? Is it a fault of the software developers? Is it your fault that your brain got tricked? <laughs> well, and, and, and here's another um, place where somebody in the industry could step up and say, I want to monitor my um, – you know some of my biometrics because you know we we all know that the the black mirror potential of of biometric monitoring and profiling and etc but at the same time if you could tell me about me myself you know the quantified human thing like tell me your range of motion is down by 10 percent what have you been doing over the last couple of days oh i was lifting heavy things well then you should you should like or maybe automatically tune the game down or you know what i mean yeah I and want it's, you to tell me and gamify it, though. I want you absolutely. to absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want it to be in. Don't give me warning labels about not uh, for thirteen-year-olds and not for uh, you know you should sit down and blah blah blah. Don't give me that. Give me like you may hurt yourself really badly because you don't feel pain in VR. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll we'll see something like that maybe in five years. Who knows? You know, it's it, the problem with this sort of stuff. It's it's going to be uh, the industry is going to be reactive to something bad. You know, I don't see someone mm. being. I don't. I don't feel like the industry is going to be particularly proactive about this very niche sort of um, sort of sort I don't, of potential consequence. So I don't think it's going to be niche for very long. Oh, let's talk about prediction. Prediction time. All right. What are your predictions in terms of um, the success of Oculus Quest? What do you What do you What do you expect that at the end of the year, 2019, how many Oculus Quests are going to be sold? People well, using them. Whatever number they sell, there's going to be one of them will be mine. Yes. The one that I buy, and everybody I know in VR is going to buy one, and so you know I'm. I don't know, whatever, I'm at 2,600 people that I'm following that are almost all VR on, on Twitter. I'm pretty sure at least 2,000 of them are going to buy it. So if it is half of what it says it is, and if they don't go completely nuts on their content curation, I think it's going to destroy. I, I mean, I would like to see, I, I predict, here's my prediction. I'm saying uh, PlayStation level sales. What does it mean to go nuts on the content curation thing? I mean, I'm 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 obviously not in the in the center, uh, the heart of the of the Silicon Valley, and you know where where this stuff is coming from. But what I'm seeing out here on the Twitterverse and you know on upload and stuff is that is that they're going to clamp down on content. They're going the opposite of Steam. They're going more like the Nintendo. Like this is a console and we are going to give you games that are awesome and don't break. And we're not going to let you do all sorts of weird. We're not going to, you can't just go into the store and start downloading weird stuff that doesn't actually work very well. If you want it, you can sideload it yourself. You can put your own little thingy on there and try it out, but we're not going to help you with that. That's your own thing, which is going to limit it to, to like whatever, to you and me and, and the other DIY weirdos out there. Yeah, why would, why, 
yeah. I, um, I can see why they would do that. You know, I can see why they would say, hey, we want to make sure that uh, this is, you know, our branding is, is only, um, how do you say, it's only uh, equated with quality, you know? Yes. Because people, when people think of the Rift they, and the uh, DK2, the DK1, they think about demos. They think about yep. like half 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 done demos honestly and uh, and that's what they were they were great some of them were great some of them were groundbreaking um shout out to sightline the chair but some of yeah. them were uh, where you know were just were was stuff that I could have made and uh, and the funny thing and I remember one time someone saying like dude that guy all he did was uh, put and this was like back in 2015 16 someone told me like this is like peak VR craze. I remember someone mm-hmm. saying, "Like, oh, this dude, all he did was like drop a drop a scene, a map into Unity, and release it on Google Cardboard, and then sell it for a buck. And in two or a month, he he made two thousand dollars." And I was like, "Holy crap!" I think that was that was that was a, a that was a thing you can only pull off back then. Yep. I don't think you can do that now. No. But uh, but maybe you know, Oculus saw that, you know, and maybe they're like, you know, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be that uh, equated with that, we want to be equated with quality. Because when people think of like Sony, you know, and the the, the PSN mm-hmm. brand, yep. you know, people think, uh, okay, they're curating their things. They're, there's there's quality quality content in there. They're the opposite mm-hmm. of Valve in terms of that. Yep. So I see I see where they're coming from, but at the same time, I I see the other end of things where like developers, and at the end of the day, like you know, how do they know? what's mm-hmm. good and what isn't like would they would they have seen a beat saber right and would have let it like mm-hmm. not pass you know would it would they have yeah. seen something like uh what's another game that's been like gorn and they would have been like no i don't mm-hmm. we're, gorn isn't isn't for us mm-hmm. like i don't know i don't know it's um yeah. i think you know what i think because of the price because of the price point I think that that the the DIY the hackers are going to hack the crap out of it, and I think the the you know the people who don't really they're not this is their first time in VR are going to just love it right out of the box and think wow this is awesome, and and they're going to sell a crap load of them, and I think that they're going to actually here here's my wondering is are they going to start charging on quest for stuff that was sort of free in other ways like that you could have got free somewhere else but now because it's on quest and because it's so tidy and neat and easy and simple you actually have to pay and people don't mind they're like yeah sure a couple bucks or five bucks or whatever sure i'll buy it so like a netflix subscription to play the oculus games kind of what do you mean I, I don't know if it would be a subscription but but viveport tried to do it and and i mean they i guess they've sold some of them some subscri- subscriptions but wouldn't would you pay like 10 bucks a month to have access to everything that was available for quest mm-hmm. and we're talking new stuff Every month is coming in. Mm, if the Quest <laughs> was a 5G device, where is I had like, ac- where I had access to this library anywhere on the planet. Oh, don't get me started on 5G, brother! Ah, the tinfoil, the tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, but well, that's later. But but um, 
version one is not 5G. Version two is 5G. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's why that's why I'm not. I wouldn't honestly. I don't think I would. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Everyone's trying to, you know, I, I get that. Every, I, I get that Netflix, but maybe I don't have the time to play all those VR games. You, you don't have to play them. Months, right. Ten bucks. That's that's three lattes. That's like three. There's, that's nothing. Ten dollars is nothing. And so now, you know, what is Netflix is like for me, it's like I don't buy it anymore because it was porn for my brain. But it was like seven dollars and ninety five cents. For everything that they offer you and they offer you so much stuff that you could literally just turn into a zombie and that's what was happening so so i killed my subscription but my point is that for 10 bucks you get you play beat saber you check out some new things you find something you like and and you're happy because it's easy and simple and your credit card once it's on your credit card for a few months you don't even notice it anymore it's gone uh well, we'll see. I, uh, I for uh, personally, for me, I, I, I'll get it. You know, I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about like if I'm I'm putting myself in the shoes of the com like the average person. Yeah. That's what, and and I'm thinking to myself, will the average person, you know, play pay pay ten dollars a month for this service that they have never tr tried and has never been never been has never been tried. I mean, Viveport, you can't say that Viveport is a success. I'm not. I certainly am not saying it's a success. I'm saying that they've done it. And I think when they're, that their part of their thing is, is the arcade business. They're selling that Viveport into the arcades. Mm -hmm. so, so those guys are not worried about the subscription cost. But what I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not suggesting that Oculus is going to come out of the gate with a subscription. They may, but I think that they're, that they're, that is on their roadmap 100%. And they are going to, they'll come out with a store because, but I mean, like with stores, like look at the app store now. How many things on the app store are now a subscription versus a one time payment? I'm not, sub, not I, I don't think I'm signed up to anything on the app store that's a subscription as a one time payment. Like maybe, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not either, but, but we're old. <laughs> Sorry to say, my friend, but the thing is, the more every time I go looking for something, it's in-app purchase, and then it and you read the fine print, and it's a oh, it's a monthly subscription. It's not. I don't get to buy it. I'm renting it. Maybe and I'm old. Maybe we're old. But I also want to see the numbers. Like I want to see like where if this is like the trend. If the, if this is where everywhere everything is going, then if this is where well, everything's going. Well, hey, you've got uh, – I'm sure Tesla's on the program. You've got Volvo on the program. You've got Lincoln on the program. You've got uh, uh, BMW on the program. Like I don't want to own my car. I didn't even want to own a car. I want somebody else to own my car, and I get to drive it when I need it. Yeah, but a car is different than the library of games, VR games, I think. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I feel like you're making too many. I feel like that's a big connect. I feel like that's, I'm yeah, just, I don't know. I, and I'm, I'm, I have nothing. Let, let me be clear. I have nothing to go on other than my just, my gut instinct <laughs> and my like, when I, when I'm looking for something, This and this is where it's coming from, is I'm seeing Viveport. I'm seeing Netflix. And like, where is, where is cable TV? Where is everything is subscription now? How many, how many, um, 
uh, Amazon Prime memberships are there? 170 million or something? Mm-hmm. Like, that's serious cake. And whenever I go on the App Store now on my iPhone to get something, I see apps that are subscription. Two years ago, there was no apps that were subscription that I, that I ever saw. So I just think it's the trend. I think it's the direction. It's and it's. I mean, you listen to these the 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 press talking about the millennials and what do the millennials want, and it's all about de-stuffing and simplifying. I just want my stuff to work, and I don't want to own it. I just want to have it when I need it, and that that's subscription. Like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just putting all these threads together and making making. You know, I love to talk like I know what I'm talking about, but I have no. <laughs> No freaking idea. <laughs> I mean, you might be right because no one knows. Honestly, yeah. you might be right. I'm like, I'm, I'm. I think about my music. What I, what happened to music? I stopped buying CDs. I stopped buying individual songs. Yeah. I started streaming on SoundCloud, and that's it. I don't buy music at all. And so, but how many Spotify subscriptions are there? How many serious? I mean, up here in Canada, we have these like God forsaken thousands of kilometers of nothing. There's so many serious FM subscriptions rolling around in trucks up here. These are all subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I could be totally off base, but I think that's the direction this is all going. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's maybe maybe it's a matter of time before we see a, a like a a a, 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 um, a player that demonstrates that it's a viable option because. But at this point, it, I feel like I mean VR is too much of a baby, and Viport yeah, is not showing any, any you know traction to say like okay, you know pay pay as you go. But it might be I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll get the better a better library because it yeah. seems like that's one thing that holds them back a bit. I don't feel like they have a good, a good enough library for and you know let's be honest, people, I, if I have seen so many comments on Reddit. Talking mm-hmm. about how Vive port crashes your computer, slows down your computer, oh, does dude. all these different things to your computer. I just decided I was like, you know what? I'm not nope. gonna bother. I'm not gonna even download it. So, so, so I am. I have Vive, and I have, I have had Vive port on, and I've had it off, and I've had it on, and I actually bought an app, and it is the only bought app that I've ever bought that I cannot download. I paid money for it. It's there. It shows up in my library. Every time I download it, try to download it, it starts doing the spinner, and I've never come. And the last time I tried to install Viveport, it, it crashed and wouldn't install. So I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm done. It's broken. Did you get your money back? No. I'm lazy. Oh. Oh, I just, okay. And I want the app. It, it was done by a guy I met here in Vancouver at a, at a trade show, and I, it's epic. And I so want it. And I'm just like, I've got so many... I got so many things going <laughs> that it keeps getting pushed off the bottom of the, of the list. And I did, I mean, I started, um, what do you call it? I started a, you know, whatever, a, a support ticket about it. And I, we did a few back and forths and they wanted me to send them something. And I was like, dude, there's my receipt. I bought it. Make it work. And that's last I heard of it. So <laughs> I'll my, look into yeah, well, good luck. My yeah. biggest question is why did your friend or the person you met in Vancouver think it was going to be worth publishing on on Viveport only? Did was it available is is there is there software also available on Oculus or or Steam? I don't know or his itch? 
I, I don't know his um, inner workings. He, he's from Australia, and I don't think he's even – I think that studio is closed now. But he, I think he got into the Vive Accelerator program, which is why he did it through them. That's that's all I can assume. Oh, okay. Because he right. – and it was – I mean, it was a space. Um, it was like – and he got inside – nasa with like super high-res cameras and it was cool because it was a you know i go out on the space station and move around and fix things and see the earth and all that stuff and i wanted it i wanted it so bad because i don't you know i'm sad to say i'll probably not get into space but but um but yeah i never i could never get the thing to download yeah well that's uh, well we should we should f- for the record i think vive is actually trying they're trying they're, i think they're trying to make yeah. things like uh make things interesting the the vive focus and the it was six off controllers was uh-huh. an interesting mm, proof of concept that i think can hopefully later on become a a, a cheaper iteration that can compete with the quest mm-hmm. that that you know that runs android or something that would be that would be interesting um, but, uh, but I'm, I'm curious to see what direction they're headed in now with PC VR. They're doing their own headset with the Vive Cos- Cosmos, I think. Cosmo, yeah. Cosmos, yeah. Cosmos, Cosmos, yeah. Or, Cosmo or Cosmos? One of them. Cos- Cosmos, I believe. And, um, yeah, the, the whole Valve thing is done and they're going their own route yeah. and they ditched the lighthouses apparently. What? They, didn't they? Okay. All right. Oh, wait All a right. minute. Wait, because the because right. the lighthouses vibe, or valve is that why? That was my impression that oh, they were going with their own camera based tracking thing. So they're going to be like Rift now. Yeah, that's what I, and I might be wrong. So I apologize for all of you who are Googling right now. <laughs> well, no, I mean I Google for me too, and and somebody tweet in and tell us what's going on because. Because I mean, this—I guess it's not live, darn it. But, <laughs> um, but that is to me that was like one of the killer parts of having uh, the Vive was the fact that I've got a backpack PC and I could I could be wireless. It's a pain in the butt, but I can be wireless because those lighthouse stations are plugged into the wall, not into the computer. Yeah. It's a shame they didn't double down on making the the, the tracking pucks cheaper and, ah. and more accessible, and you know, because there's just so many people waiting to start dancing in VR, full body tracking stuff. Yeah, you bro, know? I'm and, there. And dude, I'm telling you that there's a community, there's a networking effect, there's a market, mm-hmm. there's momentum. I mm-hmm. vibe. I'm telling you, this is where the attraction is. If you want, if you're looking for traction. I know I shit on you a lot, but like I'm trying to help you here. So <laughs> go double down and and like cater to those to the people who are dancing with your with your with your hardware, because you're the only ones doing it. You know, Microsoft Connect, even the new Connect camera that came out, I heard wasn't even that good. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I tried it. I tried. I mean, I went in VR chat and got the Connect out and. Oh, what a pain in the butt. And then I saw those, like, whatever they were, the guy did the proof of concept for the $5 tracker. And I was like, dude, where is your Kickstarter? I will buy one. I will buy 20. I'll buy 50 right now. And he's like, well, it was just a proof of concept. And it's like, ah, oh, come on, people. 
huh. we need we need cheap cheap trackers somebody please make cheap trackers do the kickstarter i will buy them because i want to track everything i want trackers on my room i want trackers on my couch i want trackers on everything yeah you know they're probably i mean maybe in my mind if i were a hardware maker when it came to tracking i would probably be i would probably be be throwing in the towel because <laughs> computer vision you know yeah. i'm assuming that computer vision is going to do this tracking already like and and then i'm going to put out something physical yeah and software's going to eat it up because software's eating the world i maybe. hear you yeah. So, so maybe that there's maybe that that goes into the equation when someone's thinking about maybe I should do a five dollar tracker and then they're like fuck, you know yeah. how much runway do I really have before <laughs> the computer vision comes in? Uh huh. So I, I can't think I can't help but think that the, the physical tracker is always going to be better. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't understand something. But like, I I just yeah I don't know. Somehow I think that if you have a gun, like if you're playing uh, you know horseshoes and hand grenades and you have a tracker multiple or two or three on your on that physical thing in your hands and especially if you have a model in your hands at the same time that you know it's a replica i can't see, how do you beat that mm-hmm. with software it's gonna be a thing where hopefully the vr industry will be big enough that both niches will survive on their own. Maybe there will yep. be like uh, industries where you need that, you know, when you need that feedback, you need that physicality. And there will be industries or applications or circumstances where you don't, where you can yep. just, you know, computer vision style it. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, or maybe this is the Blu-ray versus HD DVD, mm. you know, and one of them, one will rule the, one will rule them all. And that's what we'll get stuck with. I don't know. There's many paths in, yeah. uh, that this could go in. Uh, I mean, the, I mean, just to loop back to to Quest for a second, you know what you're talking about with Slam, like you know, looking at mapping your environment in real time. The idea of putting that headset on and running through a building is just so. I just get so excited when I think about that. Like that, it's actually able. If it was able to map your environment as fast as you could run that would be so off the hook that how far how far away are we from that though uh that sounds because i've Uh, seen real-time mapping of like with with uh cameras and this is and it it takes it takes it takes a second i mean it does yeah but what a leap like what a leap for you and i'm a bit of an adrenaline guy you know but to, to run into an environment and have it chunking, like chunking in as you're running through it. That would be so, I don't know, it'd be trippy. I want to do it. Yeah, the military probably already has it. So, oh, yeah. so we'll see it. We'll see it. It's a matter of time. Yeah. I want to I wanna talk about you. Yeah. I, I want to talk about um, a little bit about your VR journey. I feel like this is a good, good time to get in there. And learn about how did you get bit by the VR bug, and how did you end up at Somnium doing what All you're right. doing? Like, well, tell, walk me down that rabbit hole, sir. Oh, dude, it is. Um, it's uh, here's. Uh, I just put a little bit of a. I have some excellent brother friends that I've been traveling life's road with now for many, many, many years. Like we literally were kids together, and we read the same hard sci-fi. You know, we were reading the Asimov and the, you know, and the Tolkien and the, 
and the Frank Herbert and and the Stephen Donaldson and you know the and for us uh, Gibson is a a local hero because he's from Vancouver etc. And we were all reading these books and so many of them have VR in them or some form of VR or AR or you know some headset that transports you somehow that it was like well this is the future and the future is actually happening now so i have to be in i am in i'm already in i've just waited for 20 years for it to get here so i mean i started so i just to put it all in perspective i didn't have a tv when i grew up so i started reading when i was i don't know 5 or something and I got into my parents' bookshelf and started reading Carlos Castaneda's, which is some freaking heavy ethno, you know, VR freakout stuff, you know. And then I got into, went to my grandpa's and he had some Asimov on his shelf. So I was reading that at nine or 10, you know. And so then I went down the whole like books as TV, reading like, I read like 30 or 50 or 100 Tarzan, you know, and they're, they're just, pulp right pulp literal pulp fiction you could read one in an hour or two you know and then and then i got into the hard fantasy and a lot of that is is really vr like i don't know that if you have never read i don't i don't know if you read where you are with reading and and stuff but there's one the guy took do, uh, took tolkien and said you know tolkien was a bit of a pussy he didn't really have a vision i'm going to do it better and it, and that was um Stephen Thomas Covenant, the the uh, the Thomas Covenant, the Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, the Ill Earth War, and this was a six volume hard fantasy book. It's awesome, awesome stuff. And he, um, yeah, he got bit by a rattlesnake, and he was transported into an alternate dimension, and he would have all these adventures, and time was completely dilated, and then he would come back, and he'd only been unconscious for an hour. Well, that's a pretty good ex- uh, explanation of virtual reality. Hmm. You know, I go in, I'm somewhere else, I do a whole bunch of stuff, I come out, and a bunch of time has passed, and whew, that was epic. <laughs> so that's, you know, that that was my start. I never, I didn't have, and then somewhere around 20, um, somebody gave me, or I bought, or I can't remember how to, I got this Mac, Mac Classic, I think, the little tiny all-in-one Mac with a little gray screen and and my friend's like oh it's got a spreadsheet and a, and a word processor and a and I'm like what a database and I was like what is that and why would I want one and I sold that computer and then I got a laptop with color and it was connecting to this thing called the internet and bam and I have never literally never looked back you know so so it's just been a straight sort of uh, projection from the internet to, uh, you know, getting onto it, getting into it, making money with it, working, you know, trying always to figure out a way forward and to be part of something. I missed the dot-com boom. I wasn't old enough to, to really get that. And, um, and I believe, as many of us VR maximalists do, that VR is going to eat everything. That this the virtual reality screen, the screen over your eyes in some form or another is going to eat all of the other screens in our lives. Mm-hmm. And and because of that, and you know, uh embodied computing, spatial computing, um, you know, augmentation, neural lace, having stuff, you know, added to you, 
you know, I ran into a kid the other day and he claims he had has these um, NFC chips in his hand. He's he's chipped himself. He's got his credit card and he's a bunch of other stuff in his hand. So he says, maybe he's completely full of it. But but I think that that you know this um, transhumanist thing is coming, and and VR is is it's I mean to to sound pedantic or whatever, it's my destiny. <laughs> like I. Yeah, go ahead. What was your first thought when you when you tried VR for the first time this come this time around when in this second ah. in this current coming of the VR renaissance when when you first put on the headset you took off the headset what was your first thought? Well, it it's a little more complicated because I saw in sometime in the 90s I saw one of those giant, you know, dactyl nightmare headset things mm-hmm. and I was like just saw people coming off like looking totally green and it, it was huge. And I was like, eh, whatever. I was into other things. But this time I got, I can't even remember. I, I think I got wind of the, the Kickstarter and I checked it out and I didn't have the money. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I don't know if it's going to do it. But then there was all this sort of, I got, well, I, I'm like, how hard can it be? If he's got one made of cardboard and duct tape, then I should be able to. And so I literally went and got a pair of binoculars and ripped them apart and got my cardboard and glue and tape and slapped my whatever phone I had because was, there was split-screen apps on the phone at that point. Mm. This was probably fifth, 2015 maybe. And I put that on and I was like, holy crap. Uh, okay, holy crap. Yeah, this is this is not what I want, but this is where I'm going. And so, yeah, I just ripped through Chinese plastic um, cardboards, and then I bought the OSVR HDK1, which was, you know, that thing with uh, Razer and some other people. And I thought, this, these guys have, they're going to do it. They're going to, they're going to do it better. And it just died, and it never worked. And and um, that and was the OSVR. Yeah, the OSVR. I still have it somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's around. Um, but each one was better. Each one was better. Each one was better. And, and so, so in answer to your question, the first thing that I, that went through my mind when I took the headset off, which was a headset I had made myself was holy crap. This is exactly, it's come, it's beginning. It's the quickening it's coming. And so, uh, and then I got into the voices of VR and that was, then it was over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I got in at, at episode like 120 or 100 or something, and I was like, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my God. And I went back, and I listened to the whole thing, and I binge listened to the thing because my kids were young, and I was walking and walking them in the stroller, so I had all this time. And I just binge listened to that thing and, and got right up to date and then went back and listened to it again and got back up, you know, and, and then I found you and – and uh, your research VR, and 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 then of course Kent, super low key, and you know la da da. <laughs> that guy has sold more headsets than pretty much anybody, and Vive should be paying him. Like Vive and Oculus should have him on payroll for you know a thousand bucks each a month for selling headsets, because I bought my Vive because Kent said this is the best one right now. <laughs> Yeah, there is no doubt that Kent Buy is the uh, 
what's it called? The the bomb diggity. Um, but I want to talk about how you got into Somnium. <laughs> yeah. What happened? What happened? What? How did? What is? Uh, what is Somnium? What are you doing there? Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, tell me about what's uh, what's what's the what's the big term long term vision. There are many 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 flavors of social VR. And Somnium is also social VR. The founder, uh, Arthur, has come from uh, from Second Life. He's got that background. A lot of us, you know, my first thing I did when I got my cardboard going was I found out a way to port Second Life into my, my cardboard. And it was like five frames per second and laggy and bad, but wow. I was the difference between seeing it on a on a 2D screen and being in the world was just I knew it I knew it, it was going to happen so somnium is a single persistent social vr world and we are a member of the virtual reality blockchain alliance with uh, high fidelity and janus so the vision there is to have um avatars transportation assets uh, money all being interchangeable and going back and forth between any world that's in the uh, the alliance. Otherwise, um, what does Somnium offer that others don't? Mostly, it's about the fact that it's a single instance. There's no bubbles. There's no. It's like Second Life. You you buy a piece of property. It, you can play for free, of course. But if you want to p- participate and build, then you buy a little piece of property. And, you know, I spent a couple hundred bucks in, on the Kickstarter or the, uh, the Indiegogo, and I'm uh, going to build a place to hang out with my friends in VR. And it's my place, and I'll do it the way I want it. And the community is really supportive, and it's not a meme factory like VRChat, and it's not um, – uh, like hi-fi, which for me, at least on a limited um, internet, is always loading. It never finishes loading, which I just, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a you know, pet peeve. So, yeah, we're, we're a single world. We're social. We have lots of games and things to do. There's a blockchain um, tie-in. We're going to have, uh, you can buy, buy real estate and run business, do whatever you want that way. Um and our, the founder is from Europe, and so he is completely uh, in recognition of the fact that some behavior in virtual reality will be of the adult variety. And he's like, hey, do what you want on your own property. We'll give you tools to lock it down, and we'll know who's who, and we're not letting kids into those areas. Done. Otherwise, have your do your thing. And so I really appreciate the... Uh, the single world, the fact that when I go there, everyone who's there is there and everyone who's not there is not there. And, you know, like when I tried, when we go into VR chat and there's a, a club and there's 700 people in the club and I go and there's nobody because I'm in an instance with one person. Meanwhile, there's 700 people partying hard in that club and I can't find them. That is just endlessly frustrating to me. And I think Somnium solves that by having meshed servers that will allow, you know, 20 or 30 people to be on one server, but see people on another server right next to them. And if one person moves from one 
they'll be picked up by the other server and and if the if that instance area whatever you want to call it is full then hey the club is full you can't get in you can see in you can see people having a great time and when a few people come out then you can get in so tell me more about your role. Tell me more about like, uh, and I, you know what I want to know? I want to know yeah. about a time you learned a lesson the hard way. I want to <laughs> tell people that they shouldn't do what you did because <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> you learned the hard way. Yeah. Um, I am the community manager, the, the primary community manager where there's a number of people in, in the community management role. I have, I'm sort of the North America person. Um, and my job is to, you know, is to promote and to get people there. We do bowling. We do, we have rock climbing. We have live concerts. We had Kent Bai come and give a fantastic uh, presentation about, about his uh, research into extraterrestrials, which, you know, is another whole other rabbit hole to go down. Um, and so, yeah, it, I'm community managing, whatever that means these days. And... And as far as lessons learned, yeah, sleep more. <laughs> I I burn that candle so hard at the at the night end, mm. and then and then day starts every day at seven o'clock like clockwork. That Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it doesn't matter. Seven o'clock every day, things start happening in the house, and you know I'm not I'm not in my twenties. I can't sleep in till eleven o'clock anymore. Um, even a couple days a week. So the biggest mistake that I'm uh, still sometimes making is not getting enough sleep because you just you just go to crap. Your head goes to crap, and you might as well, you know, you know, well, you know about sleep. You got to yeah. have it. You got to have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How many hours of sleep are you getting nowadays? Are you? Are you? Um, what's your ideal? My ideal, my ideal, I would say is like seven and a half, eight. And I'm averaging six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that accumulates over time. Yeah. That starts adding up. You know, yeah. You know. And yeah. and I and I drop down. Like if I push hard, if I'm having a really good session in online, or you know, we get into somebody, get into a good conversation with somebody, then I'm down to five. And and five, that's like you're just asking for it at five. Yeah, I'm more strict about my sleep patterns because it used to be in my mind. I used to the, the wrestling, the FOMO would kick in. It would my mind would say, "Dude, holy shit! You know, you sleep for a third of your life. Mm -hmm. You can take off a little bit. You go live a little." And and um and so and, and it's also like it's that it's that feeling like oh you're missing out on life if you're spending uh -huh. your life sleeping. And I'm like, but also I have to tell myself well. I might be missing out on life, but the life that I do have, I enjoy it more because my brain is better charged up. You right. know, would I rather have a long shitty life because I feel <laughs> bad because I'm not getting enough sleep or yeah. would I rather have a shorter, seemingly shorter, um, uh, but a happier, more content, balanced brain life. Um, that's why I started getting into lucid dreaming because I wanted to like, Ooh. all right, I need to fucking maximize the yes. time that I'm conscious on earth, uh -huh. right? Whether it's in the sleep or wake state. So I'm going to start, you know, I was, in, I was in two of the most, two of the most influential movies of mm -hmm. my whole life are The Matrix and Inception. Uh-huh. And Inception really, really made me think a lot more about the brain 
and how you know perception is is so malleable and so easy to trick mm-hmm. and um and then and the dream state is so is such a fascinating place to be in so so yeah i i i've tried lucid dreaming i tried to. Uh, I tried experimenting where like I, I'll write down my dreams every day when I wake up, but I can't keep it up for more than like five days. It's it's a, <laughs> it's an exercise in discipline more than anything, discipline that I don't have. But when I do nail it down, I will one day when I'm old be like, oh, shit, that's what I was dreaming about when I was 30, 31, 34, yeah. 37, 30, whatever. Yeah, I, so- if I can. I you know I don't recommend doing Twitter. You know what I did it. I, you know what I did. I started. I was like, you know what, my dream oh. journal is gonna be fucking Twitter. First yeah, of all, no. no one gives a shit about your dreams. Yep. Second of all, your dreams can sometimes be really fucked up, and without yep. the context, people think you're weird. Like yep. I dreamt, <laughs> I dreamt I was in in Disneyland, and Disneyland all of a sudden had become like half Disneyland, half Syria, half like uh, medieval Skyrim. <laughs> Uh-huh. And it was fucking nuts because all of a sudden these these crazy clown dudes with like hatchets started like killing everyone. And I and I remember running and I, I was like, I don't want to be a hero. I don't want to be a hero. And I remember <laughs> running and some one of these fucking clowns came at me and I like out of nowhere. I had a katana out of nowhere. Where, did I, where this katana really? came from? I don't know. But I swung <laughs> it at this fucker and it was nuts. I was nuts. The whole story. I mean, who gives a shit? But but You're dream, on, dreams but are you- nuts. And you dropped the whole thing on Twitter, and it just exploded. It didn't explode. No one cared. <laughs> no one cared. I'm, and I'm glad no one did because well, it, that's a that definitely, you know, from now on, I am going to stick to dog memes and <laughs> uh, like and funny yes. onion, onion article headlines. That's so, all I'm going to stick to on Twitter. So before before I riff on your uh, lucid dreaming thing, which is totally on my list of. This is like sort of rabbit holey here. I I want to just we have to drop this on the convo before we move on, which is Somnium has worked a deal with Admix, and Admix is doing advertising in VR in a different way, which I personally think has to happen. There has to be some way to to have these things making money for people over the long run and people will hate me and people will flame on me or whatever. But the way that Admix is doing it is saying, here's some 3d objects, put them in your environment. And the only thing we care about is that people looked at them, played with them, interacted with them. Then you get paid me as the owner of the land with the thing, with an Oculus Rift sitting on my desk. When somebody comes to visit me in whatever headset grabs the Oculus Rift, puts it on their head and checks out my thing like artist, you know, like artist in uh, in VR chat does this thing where you pick up the headset and you're transported like another level into VR. Um, then the uh, the user gets paid, and to me, there's no there's no tracking. All you need to know is that a user looked at the thing for how many seconds. Done, paid. And so to me, that's just that's really cool. Enough of the sales pitch. And I gotta ask: Is this uh, is this like uh, how long before there's a use case of success for for this ad revenue stream idea platform concept? Like, is well, there someone right now that you can tell me, Chris, look, go look at this guy or this studio or this person or this dev uh, or this who, gal uh, who make, is making make money, money from? I, putting out their ads in AdMix and VR. I can't point to you that person, but but 
here's here's the way I look at it. I've got a I run you know I run a Bitcoin miner on my gaming PC while I'm not gaming, and people are like oh well it costs you so much in in electricity and I'm like yeah and I'm Bitcoin maximalist and I think Bitcoin's going to freaking moon into the millions. So this fifty cents that I make today is actually five hundred dollars in fifteen years or when my kids need it or whatever. So I'm kind of the same way about the admix thing. Right now, it's a concept. It's a it's a proof of concept. It's a you work in progress. But in the future, you know, in in the snow crash days, which are coming, I believe. I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe I'm living in a in a fantasy but i believe that that snow crash is coming essentially that we mm-hmm. will spend more and more and more time or ready player one or whatever whatever version of it you want but that we are going to spend more and more time in these digital worlds and i don't even like to call them virtual because they're not they're digital and once you get into the tesla suit the haptics glove the floor that's moving around on you the you know or or you know full integration with with uh, you know 4D effects because your the walls are there but they're skinned now you've got something it's going to like there's going to be a lot of people in VR and a bill you know both both because here Zuckerberg and Rosedale both want to see a billion people in VR and you that's like the two sort of opposite ends of the spectrum as far as you know who should be uh, driving VR adoption in terms of good for the people. You know, one is like, no, distributed. Every you do do your own thing, have your own server, share it with us. We'll you know we'll put traffic to you. And the other one's like, no, I'm going to control everything, and we want your biometric data as fast as we can get it. But I believe we are. I believe here's my prediction: and within 15 years, you'll see a billion people in VR. <laughs> Yeah, there's no question. There's no question for me that that there's a new form, a new new era of computing that's coming, and, uh-huh. and, and we're like it, we're like right at the doorstep. So we're you know climbing up the the ladder towards it. Like we're, we're very, you know, it, the thing is we know it's ha- I I know that's coming, but I don't know when. You know, like the question for me, it's like how long do you estimate, and what will it take till you have those use cases that I mentioned earlier. I'm. I mean, we're we're wrapping up the the basically the almost like the demo version uh, of the client, and in next few weeks, hopefully, and we'll be moving into the 2.0 client, which you know the graphics are up, the speed is up, the frame rate is up, the avatar choices are up, everything's for the better, and um, I would say within this year, we're going to see people in that world building environments, putting admix um, integration in because it'll be right out of the box, click, 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 add, and and start monetizing. And it's totally passive. You know, like, sure, you can put a billboard on your wall or an advertisement on the TV that's in the corner of the room in VR if you want and, and you know, do it that way. But to me, the fact, like, we live in a branded world. I'm wearing, like, 15 brands on my body and Granted, I didn't pay full full retail for any of them, but from the outside, I'm I'm a walking, talking brand. I have an Oculus Rift. I have a Zotac. I have a Panasonic. I have a, a you know, a whatever. And so, why shouldn't I be paid like this? You know, remember the um, the attention token, this ICO, 
you know, blockchain for looking at stuff in VR. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people trying to do it. And I think that I think that um, that Admix has a good shot at it, and I'm 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 keen on it myself. Mm. Last last question on 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 this topic. What yeah. about you mentioned earlier that something that like piqued my interest, mm-hmm. or that caught my attention was that uh, there was there is this cross collaboration with Janus and High Fidelity, mm-hmm. and I wonder if I make if I get some High Fidelity coin, can I bring that over to Somnium? And convert that to Somnium coins, or or does it work? Or can I spend high fidelity coin in Somnium without having to convert anything? How is, is the, how, how would that work? The roadmap the roadmap is laid out. the 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 founders the big the 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 big decision makers are meeting monthly and working on these details. What blockchain? How to integrate? How to do uh, exchange between? But ultimately, I believe it will be that you will have a wallet that will work in all um, VR BA worlds, and so in you know it will know how much credit you have in your wallet. And when I'm in HiFi, I can buy in in HiFi dollars. When I'm in Somnium, I can buy in cubes. When I'm in Janus, I can buy in whatever Janus comes out with. But Ultimately, for me, what it's really about is me, is my avatar. And, you know, you and I know that VRChat is is alive because of avatars. And so I want an avatar that that is me, that really, really, or maybe a set of avatars for how I'm feeling that day, but that really reflects who I am as a, not as a, you know, cis, white, hetero, blah, blah, but, you know, who I want to present myself in a virtual, in a digital world. And that avatar doesn't get left at the door. It comes with me to HiFi. It comes with me to Janus. Ultimately, I would want it to come with me to VRChat and 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 Sansar and wherever I go, I would like my avatar to be me. Not, not some, you know, because you go in and every time you're just trying to like, oh, I got to go through the five different hairstyles and the five different trying to get one that I like. Wouldn't you be better to just bring yourself, Kermit? <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many ways to go about this. It's hard, man. It's hard because it seems like, um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know yet. I'm still figuring out what I like. Or I, and 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 honestly, it's um, it's yeah, it's hard to tell. But I see the value in that. I want to ask you about Decentraland. What's your ta- What's your take on Decentraland? Oh, Decentraland. Uh, I'm a bitter, jaded person when it comes to Decentraland. I'm sorry to say, guys, I, I heard about it through Kent. And I was like, wow, that is, I was really into the ICO thing at the time. And I got into, I bought, um, my first ICO was for uh, the Civic coin, which is about, um, you know, uh, decentralized identity, proving, mm-hmm. to prove to, you know, what is it, uh, Kent calls it self-sovereign identity that tells other, you know, you've verified yourself to the point that I can now use this bit, this blockchain to prove to other people that I am who I say I am. So I got in on that ICO and then did a few others. And then I heard this Decentraland thing. I was like, dude, this is awesome. This is exactly, I want to buy virtual real estate. I want to invest in virtual digital uh, experience, put actual real money on it. And so I got in and I got signed up and everything else and bang, three minutes, $32 million. Sorry, we're full, done, sold, bye. Mm-hmm. And I I was just like, what 
the hell just happened? Three minutes. Three minutes, dude. 32 million in three minutes. Sold out. Done. Sorry. How is that possible? Holy fuck. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, and I, I mean, don't don't quote me on the absolute details, but that's that's essentially what happened. I mean, you can Google it up and find out how long it took them to 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 uh, how long it told them, took them to sell everything. They sold out. They made a ton of money. And we're now, uh, what, a year and a half, almost probably almost close to two years later. No working playable, no playable demo that I know of. I haven't seen one. I, you know, we have we have Decentraland people coming to Somnium and buying land there because I don't know. <laughs> what, what would you have done if you were them? What what would what would you have done with that money? Have you, oh, have you, you know? I would have put out um, a client. I would have put out a client and allowed people to start building stuff right away. That, I mean, and maybe I'm totally, maybe there's some really good reasons for why they did it the way they did it. And I don't understand. And, but from a user perspective, from, from down here on the street, it looked like some sort of scam, like some sort of weird thing where they, they got $32 million in three minutes. And then where, what, and then I was locked out and there's a whole, like, there's a whole community of people who were supporting Decentraland and, and they felt very similar and sort of started trying to form another Decentraland in parallel because they felt so betrayed. And I mean, it was very, it's a very odd way to start a social VR world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, and I mean, I'm just fault. I, I, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Check this out for yourself. Do your own research because I'm just following the Twitters and following the Reddits and and skimming into these things because I, you know, I'm 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 greedy. I'm super greedy, and I'm so don't have enough time. So I'm just skimming everything I can find that is VR related. But. But, my friend, before we go away, I have to loop back and talk about lucid dreaming. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> because, because, holy crap, talk about the ultimate virtual reality. And we have it already inside our head. And mm -hmm. I have done some lucid dreaming, not, not enough, and not to, the, not to the point where I could do it consistently. Um, but I did back a product called Neroon, N-E-U-R-O-O-N. And I believe they're from Poland, maybe Poland with some Israeli tie-in or something. But basically, it's a sleeping mask with the little LED flasher, and it monitors your blood O2 max and saturation and rapid eye movement. And when you start going into REM sleep, it starts flashing and buzzing a little bit to say hello, hello, welcome, wake up, wake up, wake up, but not don't don't wake up really. Just start dreaming properly. And so my hope it hasn't been delivered yet, but my hope is that I can literally be in VR while I'm asleep, get up in the morning with like having worked out on some problem or done some adventure or you know had whatever experience that I can come up with. And then go about my day and then jump into into physical VR in the afternoon and then, you know, back in again and, and maximize my VR time. And with Neuralace. 
Yeah. We could be, <laughs> we could be asleep, but also with inside the internet you know, uh -huh. like, or, or communicating with other people inside the internet while they're in dream states too. Yes. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's possible? <laughs> but uh, what you're describing sounds too good to be true. I'm gonna. I gotta be skeptical here. I gotta. I gotta yeah. throw. I gotta. I gotta throw some questions at you because I. What is the scientific basis for this device that says that will snap you into your conscious dream state, like you, like like a, like in, like it sounds like Inception, the movie. It sounds like that, but like for real. So. so so I have to, we're going to go right back to the, to the first few years of my reading, which was Carlos Castanetas. And if you don't know who he is, go look him up because he's a twisted, crazy guy. He was going into Mexico. It, it might've been a complete hoax or he might've actually been doing what he was saying, but he went down into Mexico and hung out with the, the first nations down there and they dosed him on peyote hard and started ripping his brain apart and putting him back together. And one of the things they were doing was these was sort of lucid was lucid dreaming. And the way that you did it was you look at your hands. You tell yourself before you go to bed, I'm going to look at my hands. When I see my hands, then I'm going to look at the background and look at my hands, look at the back. And I've actually had that dream multiple times where I, I see my hand in my dream. And I'm like, holy crap, there's my hand. So I'm now conscious. Then I look at something else and I look back and look, you know, and so you look back and forth and that, that, level of sort of letting the dream be a dream, but also maintaining control will give you um, lucid dreaming. And it has worked for me. No, I couldn't do it consistently because I'm like, like probably ADHD. I can't stick with stuff. But if you have your, your own open source Alexa, you know, Google voice assistant AI that lives in your house that you talk to that doesn't report to any large multinational, <laughs> you wake up in the morning and you say, hey, I had this crazy dream. And it was like, da, 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 da. and pretty soon that thing starts being able to sense patterns and talk to you about your dreams. And so this, this device, and it may be too good to be true, but I believe that if it can sense my REM sleep properly, it can sense, uh, it has sensors for uh, skin galvanic response for um for my heart rate for my blood o2 saturation all done you know inside the headset non-intrusively so why could it not then flash a light in the corner of my eye and so now i'm in the dream and i see that stops stop red stoplight and it's like why is the red stoplight flashing it shouldn't be wait a minute and boom i'm done i'm lucid mm. Right. That sounds exactly like Inception. I want to read some scientific studies. This sounds <laughs> too good to be true. If it is, if it is, I will convert. I promise you'll convert. <laughs> I'll love it. I will be. I will. I will preach the gospel of this crazy new device. I'll tell everyone about it. But right now, this sounds way too good to be true. That 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 a little light is gonna trigger me to wake up inside my dream and be and all of a sudden again I'm gonna gain my life back all those hours oh, of sleep. Oh. That sounds too good to be true. I, I wanna know more about it. But uh, it may, it, it, this is yeah this requires it. It may it may be complete smoke and mirrors, but they are they keep on talking to me and they keep on showing me prototypes and they keep on 
saying we're sent, you know, showing uh, headsets in boxes with shipping labels on going to to uh, beta testers. So I'm I'm still holding out hope that it's going to come and that it's going to work. And because here's the thing, I want a technological solution. The, yeah. the, the Tibetans, the Tibetans don't, they don't ever, the hardcore ones don't ever lose consciousness. They go to, they go to a quiet place, they meditate, they enter another, whatever state of consciousness, their body recharges while they're doing other things, probably meditating mostly. And then they, their body wakes up and they wake up again and they never lost consciousness. It's complete. They're awake 24 hours a day. I want scientists. <laughs> I wanna, you know what? Wait a minute. Let's wait a minute. HoloLens. I want to talk about HoloLens. Okay, Jack, talk to me. Let's get back to it. Let's get back because, to it. Because HoloLens seems like uh, like something people should be paying attention to. Like AR, um, for a while, you know, when I was listening to the I – was, I was, it was funny because I was watching the – Inside of Altspace VR, there was yeah. a, a, a group of people watching the live stream from Barcelona of the Mobile World Congress. Alex Kitman and all those people talking about the, the new HoloLens too. And um, you know, I was in there with all the alt, alt, all these people from in, in Altspace. And you know, this is what I walked away from from that uh, from that. This is what I walked away with from that presentation. I, the moment they shut down that presentation, my mouth was like wide open, like it fell to the floor because they had said that the field of view, FOV, had 2X, 2X Uh FOB. (laughs) And I remember like, and I'm I'm hearing that and saying, and then asking, I asked the crowd, guys, what's the current FOV of the, you know, the original HoloLens? Mm -hmm. And someone yelled out, 47 degrees. And I'm like, what the fuck? 2x of 85 uh, degrees yeah of 2x of 2x of 47 is 94 and i was uh, like yeah i was thinking to myself this is crazy this is crazy yeah. this is revolutionary <laughs> microsoft has changed the world and i was saying that out loud inside of all things and no one corrected <laughs> me in fact yeah. everyone went along with it wow. you know and we were all inside this like silo, this bubble, this reality inside of virtual reality uh-huh. where we all believed <laughs> That uh, that 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 Microsoft had cracked this crazy, you know, the the holy grail of AR, you know, yeah. where they 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 gave you they give you a really immersive field of view, and uh, without seeming without you know giving you a helmet, and um, and that was nuts because then I went on Twitter and I like made a snarky <laughs> comment. And my friend was like, "Dude, delete your shit. People are gonna call you out. It's not nine. It's nine ninety four degrees. It's it's fifty two. Yeah. And I'm like, "What the hell? Like, <laughs> so this is where I'm trying to get at. Marketing is very powerful. Yes. And you know, one of the things that I realized is like, uh, again, I a lot of things in life are reverse you. And I feel like with companies, if you if you overdo the marketing, you know." You that that reverse U is gonna become that U at the peak when you start peaking is gonna become a, it's gonna become a decline. If you overdo the product development, overdo the engineering, mm-hmm. you're gonna get a reverse U going the other way. Mm-hmm. So so it's all about you know keeping a balance. And I don't think um, I don't think uh, Microsoft and Magic Leap are very good at being balanced in their marketing for their AR headsets. I think 
Maybe Agreed. Microsoft is a little bit more tame, but that that I wasn't the only one who thought that all of a sudden Microsoft had cracked the holy grail. You know, that was you know people were actually looking into that after that because it wasn't completely clear that the FOV was only fifty two degrees. <laughs> aside from that, aside from that, the only thing, the only question I have is, does it have a headphone jack? Because <laughs> It's three thousand five hundred dollars. It should have a headphone jack, right? I don't know. Well, your iPhone X is twelve hundred and fifty dollars, or fifteen hundred and twenty dollars, or whatever it is, and it has no i uh, no headphone jack. That's why I have a Phantom Galaxy Note Four with uh-huh. a Google Voice e card. I, nice. I'm, I am a, nice. I'm an old man when it comes to phones. <laughs> it, you can't get me off SD cards. SD cards. That's another hill I'm willing to die on. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Now hold on to my SD cards. You, 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 you fucking kids, get off my yard. <laughs> your, dual your... SIM. I got dual SIM, man. I got three. I look at look look how fast the back I can take off this this phone. Bang! That's my back of my phone is off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I hear you. Um, I don't know, man. I I I want I want Hololens to be awesome. But I still just, it's like, and good on them, like forgetting the the military contractor, you know, I don't, not that I want to support the military, but like, let's get some, let's get some big contracts on, on AR and VR and get people, you know, like, like, um, haptics, I think the haptic glove, they're like, I'm sorry, you can't buy them. They're all sold into our, um, corporate people. So that's good. I like that. I want to hear more of those stories and give me, I'm, you can tell I'm way more bitter and angry than you because 2X, I just saw that and it was like, uh-huh, what does Kralos say? And, you know, I looked on Twitter and Oliver Kralos, I love Twitter, by the way, because people like world level people will actually communicate with me. And I'm sorry, I could not communicate with these people any other way where they would actually respond to my communication. <laughs> but, you know, Oliver Kralos is basically like, uh, no, it is not 2X. Yeah. It's like 30% more pixels or whatever. I mean, I just, because I just knew it was Im- impossible. But, and I, and Magic Leap, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with Oaks. If they freaking drop the ball and leave a giant smoking crater in the middle of the industry, I will be really pissed off. I want them to succeed too. But what I think is this sort of sleeping giant or undark horse or whatever is Quest. Because Quest is an AR headset. Yeah. And it's wireless. And it has sixed off. And I'm sorry, man. I cannot do anything except sixed off now. I want more. I want feedback. I want heat. I want, you know, I want hand. If you're going to, unless you're going to give me hands, like actual hand controllers, like where my hands are the controllers, like, like, um, you know, like HoloLens is doing, but, but with the same level of control as a, as a, an Oculus touch controller, then no, you got to have a controller in your hand. And I want it to be knuckles so I can have my hand free, but then, but then, and have finger tracking and have it wireless and have it 5G enabled so that we can be doing offloading stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Quest is, Quest is the, is the, 
Quest is going to do more for AR than than I think magically. That's you might my be right. But the only problem for me in my and I might be wrong. I I'm, I might yeah I don't I might be wrong. I I hope I'm wrong. But the um the the the, the problem I see for me is that it doesn't seem to me like many people know that Oculus Quest is an AR device. You know, it doesn't seem like uh, it's being communicated very clearly and and outspoken. But and it's not it's like a, it's not a very outspoken sort of uh, thing that Facebook is saying. Or Oculus is saying like, hey, by the way, it has pass through capabilities, computer vision. And here's the you know, here's the SDK You go develop some crazy fucking AR that's sixed off because that's the thing that I think is holding well one of the things that's holding back the magic leap in the hololens is mm-hmm. the input you yeah know, you, i want six stuff input with my ar mm-hmm. experience so i i'm with you in terms six of off controllers you know absolutely think, yeah, yeah, yeah let's we we have to have six stuff how and for anyone who's not understanding this means you can move in all directions and your hands are there like your actual hands are in front of your face but but the point to your point about um, the Quest being a an AR device, I don't think it fits with their sort of roadmap to call it an AR device. But I think this will be the don't ask, don't tell. And somebody is going to build something for Quest that is going to freaking, you know, that'll be like, uh, here's my, here's another sort of completely random prediction, which which I will be willing to say and and then eat my words if I'm wrong. I believe somebody's going to do something on Quest that will be similar to um, Pokemon Go. Mm, hopefully, <laughs> I hope you're right. You know, I and I'm a, I'm a, I'm optimistic. I'm an optimist. I can't help myself. I want you it to are. succeed. You are an optimist. I will not deny that. Sir. <laughs> I want to ask you another thing. I want yeah. to ask you about uh, the debate. This, I feel like this debate is a, a bit of a dead horse. We don't have to spend too much time talk, talking about it. But like, uh, but it seems like there's a, a bit of a division between what to call the umbrella for AR, VR, and mixed reality. Like, what do you call that? People are calling it XR or cross-reality. Other people are calling it spatial computing. I've asked the uh, the Stone Fox, the VRTK yeah, creator. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, it's all about spatial computing. Spatial computing makes more sense. Yeah. This is this is where. And I, because I'm a bit of um, I'm lazy. I only I, I I parrot the things that I think people smarter people are saying. I I also believe that too. I also believe that spatial computing sounds. Not uh, not just sounds better, but it it seems like it encompasses what we're doing here a little bit better than um, than XR. XR seems a little bit too ambiguous. Yeah. I mean, I'm, sometimes it comes across a little bit pretentious. Uh-huh. Um, but um, but again, I might be subjective and I might be wrong. And uh, but what are your thoughts on spatial computing versus versus XR or cross reality? So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the road less traveled and just start another one because for me (laughs) (laughs) because for me it's digital reality it isn't virtual at all because as soon as i put the headset on i am not in my room 
until I punch the wall and break my controller or hurt myself, which I've done multiple times now. But I'm in the other place, the digital reality. So I'm all about DR. I want it to be digital reality. Spatial computing is awesome. And I agree that that's fundamentally what we are doing. But do you call, do you call the internet um, TCPIP? Hey, let's go and check out the TCPIP. Well, no, you don't. Because like, yes, that's what's happening. That's packets are going back and forth and stuff is happening. It, it just like when you're moving a controller through space and it's being tracked and the, you know, the gyros are feeding back to the light sensors to the blah, 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 spatial computing. And I get it. Like, okay, he's talking maybe about being embodied. Like Kent talks about embodied computing where you're, you're bringing your, your kinesthetic self into the environment and you can, you know, you've got the mapping portion of your brain activated so you can do pathfinding and all this good stuff, memory palaces and yada, yada. That part I can get with as well. But what, what it is for me, it's a reality. It is a place. It is a physical place. It is the metaverse. And, and I don't call it virtual because the people I meet there are not virtual people. They're actual people that are in digital reality. Hmm. Makes me think. Um, yeah, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like um, digital reality seems like something out of 2005. I'm like old. Like that's, <laughs> I, like I admit that's, it. I admit like it. That's something, like that's something like a second lifer, like a second lifer would say, let's, let's this is our digital reality. Not, 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 I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just, yeah, yeah. just pointing out Absolutely. that there's a, there's a, there's definitely a, in my mind, a, a pattern there. Um, all right. X, well, X, XR doesn't mean squat to me. It's a marketing term. It's, it was put together by a group of really smart people who got together and, you know, and I'm glad that, that everyone was, that Mozilla was there and Microsoft was there and everyone was there and, you know, and that we got our, you know, our GF VLTL and, you know, all these different file formats and they, you know, good, nail down some standards. Let's, let's stay on the same page, but I don't know. What's an XR? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to say spatial computing. Okay. Um, and, but even that, even that's not perfect. That's definitely not perfect. And, um, we'll just have to see, we'll see what, uh, we'll see what the mainstream you, thing calls it, it you know, maybe you know they'll what? call it the Nintendo, the new Nintendos. Like, maybe. you know, what's going to happen? Here's oh. my predict. I'm all about the prediction for some reason tonight. I'm predicting stuff, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe that there will be a meme that will be powerful and it will rip through the community and that will be the name, whatever that meme decides. But the, the hive mind will make a meme and the meme will be what it is. And that will that's it. It's done. It's the internet. You might be you might be right there. You just just by judging how uh, just how history tends to rhyme and repeat itself. Uh -huh. um, well listen, we're starting to bring things to a close. Is there anything at the bottom of your heart that you'd like to bring out and let people know before uh, this show, before we wrap this show up? Um, yeah, 4D. 4D effects are freaking awesome. I'm So I, I am a geek, I admit it, and but I'm a physical geek. I like to ride my bike and go snowboarding, etc. So I bought myself for my birthday a 
battle ready lightsaber. It's freaking riot gear plastic and a solid steel hilt and you can you could literally wake up naked fire that thing up and kill a person who was breaking into your house with it (laughs) (laughs) and so so and i'm just being a little hardcore because i i love my lightsaber and when i ever get to a place where there's other people because i'm out in the middle of nowhere right now when i get to around other people i'm going to go and lightsaber battle with other people who have these things so i was like i have a game and I love this game because I and I don't I don't know if it's the same game that I heard about on on Voices of VR, but the guy said, "Yeah, I lost like eighty five pounds while I was developing this lightsaber game," and I was like, "I need that game, whatever it is." So I found a game. I don't know if it's the same one, but it's called uh, Light Light Blade, and you're battling the drone, the little little round drone from the original uh, New Hope Star Wars, and so the first thing I did is I taped my Vive controller to my actual lightsaber, which was awesome, dude. (laughs) To to hold a lightsaber in your hand that has heft and has balance. and, And so I am going off and having so much fun. And at the end of the little, you know, at the end of my session, there's a, you know, a boss, not a very effective one, but it's all very, yeah, but he's a boss. And he's a bad black Sith guy and you're battling him. And so I'm battling him. It's two o'clock in the morning and I'm just wrecked and I'm battling this guy. And I lunge forward to give him the death, the death blow. And I freaking hit the couch with the end of my lightsaber. I poke into the couch. Oh, dude. I, my freaking hair stood on end. I just, I literally just barely stopped myself from ripping the headset off. Because I had literally plunged my lightsaber into a body, and wow. it was it was hard. <laughs> it was like wow, this this is where we are going, for better or for worse, for good or for evil. We are going to be with VR, XR, DR, whatever you want to call it. We're going to be in some really crazy territory in the next little while, you know. And I mean, I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> you sound ready. I am like ready freaking ready, man. I'm with you. I want trackers. I want a Tesla suit. I want haptics. I want a floor that moves. I want wireless. I've got um, another Kickstarter I backed and I don't know. I have no money. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm, where do I find the money to do this? I basically don't go to restaurants or drink, but um I backed this one called uh, Wooger, W-O-O-J-E-R, and it's a, a haptic vest, you know, sound subwoofer vest, but it's got, you know, Dolby surround, la-di-da, so literally the the, the hit will come from the, the right spot on the, that'll match up with the, uh, with the VR, and that's like the base, basic level, I want the Tesla suit, and, you know, then bring on the, you know, bring on the Nero Lace. You and I are ready, but is humanity ready? You know how when cars came out, eventually the, too, too many people were dying, and they like they they they, they made the they created the seatbelt. Yeah. Like, what's gonna be the equivalent of that in VR? Like, at what point are we gonna like keep fucking people up, and then we're gonna realize, oh shit, we need seatbelts, the equivalent of in VR. You know, do you so, see that happening? What do you think? Um, well, we've already had a death, at least one documented death. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there will be more, um, 
and the one thing that's really kind of terrifying me right now is my eyesight is going for crap. It Have you seen going, an eye doctor lately? I I am going to see an eye doctor. Thank you for the ass kicking. But like, and I watch, you know, um, Jasmine, she was like, look at my new glasses. I got glasses. They're so awesome. And I was like, you just got glasses. I'm rocking lots of different kinds of glasses now because my eyesight is going downhill like and everyone's like oh yeah you're you're getting to that age that'll happen and i'm i'm so far telling myself that that's what's happening and i have talked to my gp about it but in canada you don't get covered for eye doctor and i'd rather buy vr stuff than go and pay a bunch of hundreds of dollars to see a guy that tells me i need glasses and they're going to be 600 bucks so yeah so i'm like i just i am I have a low-level fear that that spending hours and hours and hours and hours staring at something at a fixed focal length and very bright, like if you put on a rift, if you like just turn out all the lights in your room and turn on a rift, it's freaking bright, and it's that blue light. And you know, I don't know. I'm 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 a bit concerned. <laughs> you bring up good points. The blue lights and the fixed focal point. I think are solvable problems, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not like, but, but, you know, but that's why I don't, or I tend to not do VR two hours before I go to sleep anymore because I want to, I give myself enough time to not see any blue light, yeah. you know, before, before, at least that's what an eye doctor told me. You're like, you're, don't. you're, don't look at blue light two hours before you go to bed because and you I, want to give your 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 circadian rhythm some time to reset or something like that. And I have I have the answer to that, my friend. Be so tired that you can literally rip off the headset, fall face forward onto your bed, and be asleep. Even then, the blue light. It's not about it's 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 about circadian rhythm stuff that you can't control, though. That's the it's, thing. Like. Yeah. It's internal, so it's like your endocrine and your pituitary. You're, yeah, and exactly. You're, you're, you're activating yeah. like a whole hormonal cascade. Right. You're, when you see the blue light, your mind yeah. thinks, oh, it's morning. It's morning. I'm not supposed to be asleep. I'm the, but, uh, yeah. so, so who's doing the seasonal uh, affective dis- de- depression syndrome VR app? Mm. Like, I want to Weed go. VR, those guys, the weed VR guys. We, we? <laughs> tell me more, uh, but uh, yeah, like I wanted, I want, uh, and the other one, give me a, a quest app for jet lag. I don't want to have jet lag anymore. That let, seems cool, like, yeah, time be, capsule. Yeah. Let me be in VR for like because I've got these pass through cameras, so I could literally wear the thing for two days before I go. 24-7, like as long as I'm awake, I could be wearing it, and it could be adjusting me to the new place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I see it. I see it. Pat you'd look that. Like, you'd Pat look, that right now. You'd look like a dork, but so what? When you get, like, to not have jet lag, get off the plane in France and be like, rock on, brother. Let's let's go. Let's go. Not feeling like death for three days. This is an idea that I think you can test out, you know, take a few flights to Australia, back and forth, <laughs> test it out. Seriously, someone's got to test it out. I know. I, but I want the app. Like I want how, what does that app look like? Is it a, 
is it a light thing? Is it a is it a virtual environment thing with with certain cues about sun and shadows and like, you know, I I should talk. I mean, really, Balenson or or you know, Kralos or somebody like that would be the guys to talk to about that. Yeah, VR is absolutely a portal to the head, to the brain, to <laughs> our neurophysiology. I just uh, it just feels like we're in this like baby stage where like. We don't know what we don't know. There's so much, you know, it's an iceberg. We're looking at an iceberg and it's so big underneath, you know. And I, yeah. AI, add in. We haven't even gone through that whole. I know, but before you, before you think of, like, think about Zuckerberg, AI, VR, like, I mean, we're, it's like, how do we keep this from being totally apocalyptic? By realizing that it's just a simulation and it's already predefined. Whoa, dude, really? Are you one of those? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't even know what I believe anymore. I'm just coming along. As long as I can feel orgasms, I feel, <laughs> life is great. That's all I'm good. That's all I need. So here's the one i had this this thing i was reading all this fantasy when i was young and i had this thing about magic like if i could like how did it go it was like basically you were you were trying to outwit yourself like get away from fate like i was going to do this so i'm not going to do that i'm going to do that but then that you can't do that so you have to do that and you can't win and then i hear this one I don't know, one of Kent's guests said something that's just totally seared itself into my memory, which is at 50 milliseconds, there is no free will. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, um, that, who, is, who said that? That was, uh, hold on, hold on. He said that. Or was it 20 milliseconds? It was at 20 milliseconds. 20 there milliseconds. is no free will. And I think yeah. it was either Michael Antonov or it was... Oh, it was in the back of my head because I remember yeah. I would remember quoting this guy I, in my in my VR 101 classes because I would say that there was a it was in there. It's from a YouTube video. This is from a YouTube video. A guy from Oculus went to huh. USC or UCLA and gave a lecture yeah. about all the research they were doing. And like the one thing that stood out from that whole two hour presentation was when he told all the students that at 20 milliseconds, there is no free will. Yeah. And. And that I just that was like being hit in the face with a fact that was validating what my brain had been making up about free will and destiny and and, you know, and the way the universe is unfolding from when I was a kid. And if you add AI onto that and, you know, like what will Alexa be in 20 years? Just read the metamorphosis of prime intellect. I am reading it, and you're horrifying me, man. Yeah, I'm, man. And I just realized, I realized, I, I'm not going to ask you the ending, but I think, I'm, I, think I just figured out the ending while I'm, because they're in the Arkansas mountains now, and I'm thinking, oh, I think I know where they're going to end up. But anyway, that's for another, that, but, you know, and then you, it's just so much, and, and so many of these things, we didn't even touch on out-of-body experiences. There's so that's, much. There's so much. There's so that's much. another. You know, that's another whole level of of what you want to call virtual reality, and it's yeah. biological and it's natural and it's available to every one of us, I believe. 
and you know some scientists will be like no no we can simulate it by stimulating these neurons here but there's some stuff that comes from from near-death experiences and out-of-body experiences that is so compelling to me at least that i just i have to i believe it you know I'm a scientific studies kind of guy. I'm a, you know, maybe I'm wrong in life. Maybe I'm going about the life the wrong way. Maybe, maybe you got, maybe you're right. Maybe, but, but to me, until I see scientific studies that show that you can replicate this, that I can replicate this in my living room, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't, I don't get excited. This is why I'm so passionate about VR. I'm so excited about VR because this science fiction, this fantasy, this wizardry, this magic, it's yep. real. I can, we, I can put it on your face and I can show it to you. But the whole out-of-body experience thing, for me, it just sounds like the pituitary gland throwing out some DMT at your brain and making you think that you're doing some, having some crazy, crazy, crazy events. But that's have, just me. I don't know. Have you had one? Uh, I had have DMT and it's amazing. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I meant. Have you had the out of body experience though? Uh, on DMT, I did. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. So that's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, I've, I haven't, I've had the out of body, but I haven't had the DMT. So I might, have, we'll have to see where that all ends up. But in, as far as the 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 reading, and I've done a lot of reading on this, there's some stuff that makes no sense, mm. and science classical i need to research i need a grant i need to appeal to people with money who will give it to me so that i can do this thing that i want to do that i'm really interested in they aren't really interested in stuff that doesn't make sense and what is it you you've probably run across this the three uh, stages of any new scientific discovery at first you will be ridiculed then you'll be attacked and then it will be um uh, shown to have been the way it's always been or oh everybody knows that mm. right mm. so what about the institute of noetic sciences out there and wherever it is out in big sur or whatever i mean there's they're they're finding stuff that makes no sense uh what's his name you know the guy i'm talking about maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, let's bring things down so close. How can people stay in touch with you? How can they support what you're doing and all that good stuff? By the way, sir, I have knowing this for a long time, but it's it, 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 it shouldn't even be said. But um, you are and always have been a true scholar of virtual of virtual reality, true scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. So again, how can uh, people stay in touch and? How can they follow up with all the good things? Because honestly, we can talk for the whole night. We really can. <laughs> we they, can. There's so many. There's so many. I was like the whole conversation. I was like, oh, God damn it. That, that's a whole tangent. Damn it. Don't, don't go. If, don't I, go. if I go if I go down that tangent, we're not going to come out. All right. Just got to keep, yeah. keep zooming it back in. But yeah. no, this is awesome. Um, so, yeah. So um, the main uh, main way is by Twitter at S. L E B A R O N, my name, and or Alt V Rat. You can probably find me that way too. Um, I even bought the the domain. I need to put something there, a placeholder at least. Um, and or Insomnium. We bowl every Wednesday. I actually bowled a 300 in front of witnesses, and that that was there was a sweat on my palms. <laughs> I was freaking out. Like, I don't think I'm, this is going to, is this actually going to happen? And bang, I got that last strike. And it was like, I was this, there was nothing virtual about the feeling in my body. Let's put it that way. 
the yeah. celebration, the, the the feeling of that. So Somnium um, is downloadable on Steam. Make sure you get the latest version and jump in there. It's free. Check it out. Lots of interesting stuff. Uh, open mic on Saturday. I'm almost always there. Um, I'm in VR chat sometimes. I'd like, you know, anything new. But uh, no, Twitter's the best way. Very cool. I'll be sure to add all those links in the show notes. Uh, Sasha, once again, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been a blast. Thanks, Chris. Awesome to talk to you as always. And bam. All right. Let me uh, stop the recording now.